Welcome back. Now, South Africa's buy now, pay later market saw major gains during the pandemic when many people lost their jobs or had to endure salary cuts. Can Research Projects projects a cumulative annual growth rate of 35% between now and 2027 for this industry, which is dominated by just a few players. Wesley Billard, co-founder and CEO of Happy Pay, joins us with more insight into the industry and what it suggests about consumers and the credit market. Thank you so much for your time, Wesley. Now, the buzz about uh, Pay Now, Pay Later apps accelerated in 2020-2021. And since then, there have been uh, many retailers that have partnered with the different apps and built them into their websites. Talk to us about the competitive landscape in South Africa and is there a way to differentiate your platform? Hi, um, firstly, thanks very much for having me uh, here today. Um, and hello to all the viewers. Um, yeah, so look, as you mentioned uh, in your intro, um, you know, the buy now pay market is seeing uh, tremendous growth. And I think, you know, in that regard, uh, there's quite a large market to address. Um, and there's quite a large move at the moment with Gen Z and millennial consumers away from, you know, traditional credit cards and, and wariness over like long term debt. And you're seeing this mindset shift that is is quite prolific, um, and and that's why you know buy now pay later is is seeing some of the biggest growth in financial technology, um, you know over the last few years and and going uh, you know into the next few. Um, so, in terms of that, like we we've got a, a large addressable market. Uh, there's multiple players. I think there's space for multiple players, and I think that over time they'll become you know more of a differentiation uh, in a, in in terms of technology, um, you know looking at at ways to go omni-channel so away from just you know a checkout button at, at checkout on you know an e-commerce site um to looking at better ways uh to create a, a more kind of you know seamless customer experience when it comes to shopping in physical locations so i think that's one of the things and i think another thing is you know differentiating from a, a perspective of uh, you know brand and creating a brand that uh, you know consumers can believe in and trust uh, and and that they you know know has their best interests at heart, uh, and at Happy Pay that's what we're trying to do, um, and yeah. So of course, Wesley, what we do know is we're in this high interest rates environment, and banks ha have pulled off a little on granting credit. Let's talk about uh, you know Happy uh, Pay's. Uh, ways of vetting uh, consumers and ensuring that people aren't over committing uh, while they shop. So one of the fundamental principles that we came into building this product with was we wanted to build a responsible forward compliant version. The, the market isn't currently regulated yet. So it's kind of, you know, uh, it left to, you know, each of the players to come up with their version of, you know, protecting consumer. Uh, we take that very seriously. Um, we, you know, are using kind of the gains in open finance uh, to allow when a user, uh, you know, signs up with us to have a full view of their last 90 days of worth of transactions uh, and, and bank balances and, and income, et cetera, um, to help shape a facility that we know for a fact the customer can afford. And that doesn't put them under you know, undue uh, financial pressure. Um, and, and we take that very seriously. And we're seeing you know, a large amount of value being created by that, both on the customer side, um, you know, in terms of customers being able to make their payments on time, and uh, and then also you know on our side uh, and and from protecting our balance sheet and our shareholders in terms of uh, you know much lower bad debts uh, than are seen across the rest of the market. So we believe that you know coming as close as we can to you know uh, having our interests aligned with the consumer 
um, is, you know, is important for us as a brand, but also uh, as a business. And, and so that's, yeah, that's what we're trying to do at the moment. Wesley, you talk about the space being unregulated. Is this a good or a bad thing? But also we know that with unregulated spaces, at some point there will be studies and research being done in order to regulate. So are you prepared for a time when we do get to that point of regulation? We welcome regulation. Uh, we've built our product uh, in you know, taking uh, normal credit regulation into account and we've built what we believe would be the regulatory kind of version or within the future regulatory framework. And so we really do, uh, you know, invite any, any, you know, any kind of participation from our aspect uh, in working with regulators to, to, to build a framework. Um, and, you know, again, going back to the affordability piece, we believe that that's kind of the key you know, linchpin to this, ensuring that consumers are never put under undue pressure, but always have access to, you know, the best price credit in the market. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, everyone, you know, should be afforded the ability to make installment payments and no one should be, you know, penalized with high interest uh, rate products, uh, you know, um, if the data is out there uh, to price them effectively. Wesley, very curious to find out if you were to put together some form of a profile for uh, the happy pay a consumer. Uh, what does a person look like? Who are they? Uh, where are they from? How old are they? Keen to get those insights. Yeah, so we actually seeing a more diverse group of consumers than we thought we would, mm-hmm. uh, both in kind of age distribution, uh, wealth distribution, um, and a bunch of other factors. I would say 60% of our consumers are female. Um, and I think that's probably skewed because the majority of e-commerce shoppers, uh, you know, are female and, um, and um, you know, we are mainly distributed on e-commerce at this point in time. So the data is slightly skewed. But generally speaking, it's a female consumer um, between the ages of 25 and 35. It's quite, quite variable, the distribution uh, between those age, uh, you know, in that age category. Um, but we're seeing, you know, uh, consumers of upwards of 50, you know, making uh, meaningful purchases and as young as 20. Um, and, uh, and so it's hard to really zero in yet on, on the, you know, the perfect kind of uh, um, answer to that question. Uh, Wesley, is the intention of buy now, pay later to disrupt the lending space and take market share from the traditional mechanisms of lending or just to diversify the lending landscape? I think the way that we see it is like our competitors are twofold. Yeah. Our competitors are are obviously other buy now, pay later players, right? But they're also generally, you know, your kind of institutional, let's call, you know, banks, Mm. uh, mainly credit card companies, because you're seeing this like meteoric shift from, you know, uh, Gen Z and millennial customers moving from credit card to buy now, pay later. And the credit card addressable market is gigantic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, while a lot of people look at the market, the addressable market as installment payments only, installment payments are eating away at uh, credit card uh, market share. And so we see, you know, a, a huge addressable market in that sense. Um, and and that's you know where we firmly have our sites, especially moving into you know potentially um, omni-channel distribution via similar types of payment mechanisms, let's say card or virtual card, um, and uh, and then moving into you know 
individuals having a facility to shop wherever they like. Very exciting stuff, Wesley. Thank you so much for speaking to us uh, this afternoon. And that was uh, co-founder and CEO of A Happy Pay, uh, Wesley Billet.